It's Wednesday, September 28th, and this is Goodwill Talk Daily. Welcome back, everybody, to Goodwill Talk Daily. It's great to be with you again today. And um, tonight, we have American Heritage Girls and Trail Life happening in both Montgomery and in Port Jervis. Um, we also have youth group happening in Montgomery, and Pastor Tim and I are teaching through the book of Revelation. We actually dive into the book itself tonight, um, looking at chapter one, and we encourage you, uh, if you haven't been able to be with us these first couple of weeks, come tonight anyway. Dive in, let's get through the book together, let's enjoy studying the scriptures and allowing the book of Revelation to be a blessing for our life as disciples who follow Jesus. It is a book of blessing. Not a book of fear, not, not a book that is, is a puzzle to be solved, but is instead a, a gift from God to encourage us to endure, particularly in times of suffering. So I encourage you, if you haven't been in the class yet, come tonight, 6.30. Please come and be a part of that class as Tim and I teach through the book of Revelation. We would love to have you. Well, today we turn our attention uh, back to 2 Timothy, and then we're going to take a break. Uh, tomorrow, I'm going to start reading through the book of Revelation. And the reason I'm doing this is because we have this class going, but also because our very first sermon in the book of Revelation will be this coming Sunday. And so what I want to do is read through the book over these next few days. Um, it'll we'll start tomorrow, and it'll take us all the way through Friday. And the goal here is to just allow the scriptures to to get up into our hearts, to hear them read in context, so that we're able to receive the blessing that is ours through the reading of that particular book. So we'll start that tomorrow, but until then, let's dive right back into 2 Timothy chapter 4. 2 Timothy chapter 4, and I'm going to read verses 9 through 18. It's a little bit of a, uh, little bit of a section here, but we're going to be learning um, that, that Paul is a real person, with real pains and real relationships, and that there is a comfort for us in knowing that we're not alone as we go through those similar pains and, and heartaches. So let's look at this, 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 9 through 18. Do your best to come to me soon. For Demas, in love with this present world, has deserted me and gone to Thessalonica. Crescens has gone to Galatia, Titus to Dalmatia. Luke alone is with me. Get Mark and bring him with you, for he is very useful to me for ministry. Tychicus I've sent to Ephesus. When you come, bring the cloak that I left with Carpus at Troas, also the books, and above all, the parchments. Alexander the coppersmith did me great harm. The Lord will repay him according to his deeds. Beware of him yourself, for he strongly opposed our message. At my first offense, no one came to stand by me, but all deserted me. May it not be charged against them. But the Lord stood by me and strengthened me so that through me the message might be fully proclaimed and all the Gentiles might hear it. So I was rescued from the lion's mouth. The Lord will rescue me from every evil deed and bring me safely into his heavenly kingdom. To him be the glory forever and ever. Amen. One of the things that we can take comfort in is that these books, these letters are historic in nature. They're historic letters. We didn't just make up the Bible many, many, many centuries ago. We didn't just come up with this on our own, but no, these were letters written by real people to real people, had real concerns, real heartaches. The Christian faith is rooted in history. These events happened. 
This is why we can have confidence that it's true. Because these are historic documents talking about real things, real events, including the resurrection, which is a real historic event. Jesus actually physically rose from the dead. That's the central belief for the Christian faith. Well, when we talk about people who really lived in a real time and in a real place, then we're talking about real relationships. We're talking about some of the pains of real relationships as well. Yesterday, we talked about Demas, who had actually deserted Paul because he had so loved this world, being alive. He didn't want to die for his faith. Today, we meet Cretans and Titus. Now, the Titus that's mentioned here is, in fact, the Titus who is um, a recipient of one of Paul's letters. In fact, in the, in the way that we have our English Bible set up, um, the very next letter after 2 Timothy is the letter to Titus, even though he wrote the letter to Titus before he wrote this final letter to Timothy. This, we believe, is the last thing that uh, Paul writes before he is, he is killed. And so, um, Titus goes to Dalmatia, Christians goes to Galatia. These are other cities in Asia Minor, Paul most likely writing from Rome where he has been imprisoned. What's interesting for us here at Goodwill is the location of Dalmatia. It's actually uh, a part of modern-day Croatia, and, and it's um, if you look at the country of, of, Gala- of, of Croatia today, um, there's, the, there's uh, this like leg that comes down alongside the easternmost boundary of or the westernmost boundary, excuse me, of Bosnia. Where, one, where we have a global worker, a member of our church who's serving, and she's been serving faithfully there for a long time. In fact, when she goes to the beach, she goes to a, uh, a little city there in this part of Croatia, because it's right there um, on the Adriatic Sea. Uh, it's a little, little city called Split, and there's lots of little places where you can go and enjoy some of the, some of the, the beach of the sea there. That's modern-day Croatia, but back in the day, it was called Dalmatia. It is this region that is known for shipping, and, and uh, it's, a, it's a pretty important area in the Roman Empire, and that's where Titus has gone. And Titus most likely has gone there to do the work of the gospel. Right? So this, is a, um, this isn't the same as Demas leaving, but Christians and Titus, they go to further the work. Paul has sent out more leaders. In fact, we'll read later that he's also sent um, a man named Tychicus over to Ephesus, most likely to be there so that Timothy can leave Ephesus and go meet Paul in Rome for a little while. Right? So there's a lot of these, a lot of this letter is the, the coordinating of work of the church. But it means that Paul has to say goodbye to people. It means he has to say goodbye to Christians and Titus, and he knows they're probably never going to see him again. That's, that's a painful thing to do. To say goodbye hurts, even when it's for a good reason. We have, as a family, had to say bye a couple times. You know, we said bye to, to friends and family in Arizona when we moved across the country. We said bye to a lot of friends in the Philadelphia area when we came to Goodwill. Saying goodbye is just a part of life. And we want to be able to do it well. We want to be able to trust that when we say goodbye because people are being called by God to move or to go to a new place and to do the work of the ministry somewhere else, we want to trust that God is going to take care of us and going to take care of them. Because the relationships we have with one another, the biggest bond we have is the bond of the Holy Spirit. And we trust that God is watching over 
the people that we no longer get to spend time with. We are surrendering. We are surrendering our friends, our family members to the Lord. Paul is surrendering Christians and Titus to the Lord, trusting that the Lord is watching over them, that the Lord will use them for his glory's sake, and that one day there will be reunion, right? That's one of the reasons why we're willing to say goodbye for even long periods of time is because one day we will be reunited forever in the new heavens and new earth. We will never have to say goodbye again, for we will be together for eternity in Christ's heavenly kingdom. We look forward to that day. But until that day, there is work to be done, and sometimes that requires us to say goodbye. It requires us to feel that sorrow. So if you've said goodbye, if, if there is major transition where you've had to move, you had to leave, you had to go to another place, know that God is with the people you're leaving behind, and he is with you as well. And if friends are leaving you and they're going to different places, know that God will care for them and he will still care for you where you are. Because wherever we go, God is with us, his spirit empowering us to serve him wherever he's called us. Let's pray together. Father, help us to trust you. Help us to trust that you are with us, that we need not fear when you take us to a new place. But Lord, there's a sorrow in that. And so if we are leaving to a new place or if other people are leaving and we're staying behind, we pray that your spirit would comfort us, help us through that sorrow. Help us to know that one day there will be no more parting for we will live an eternity, an eternity together in your presence, in your kingdom, your people gathered in worship, in rule, in life before your throne. We look forward to that day and we ask that you would use our days here for your glory's sake. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, tomorrow we switch gears to start reading through the book of Revelation. I sure hope you're here for that. It's going to be a wonderful time. Until then, that's all from Good Will Talk Daily.